0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the last show of 2023. I actually cannot believe it, but here we are. I hope you're having an amazing holiday or at the very least hanging in there. I know it can be a tough time for people. And, you know, if you are struggling, there is nothing like the new year to inspire a fresh start, a fresh attitude, fresh perspective, new habits, all of that. So that is what the focus of this episode will be, specifically habits and routines. So I know we probably don't need another New Year New Me episode, but after the year I had and the polls that I did on Instagram, it seemed like you guys wanted to know the best and the worst of habits and routines, some lessons, and All of that from this past year. I'm going to talk about all of that, also what I'm taking with me into the new year. So I will say at the top here that I have been everywhere on the spectrum of rigidity when it comes to habits. If you've been following me for a long time, you know I used to be very regimented and shall we say obsessive when it came to my wellness routines. And then I swung over to the other end of the spectrum where I was very lax kind of as a response to all of that rigidity. And then I kind of slowly rebuilt my habits to where they are now, which is very much in the middle. And the things that I do now are just the things that support my wellness and make me feel my very best. There is some discipline involved, but it's not obsessive. And I think my habits and routines are very organic. They come very naturally to me. They fit into my life and they're just very manageable. And I always come back to this, but I will say it again. If your habits and routines, especially in the context of wellness, are making you absolutely miserable, that is not wellness. So if your habits and routines are making you miserable, period, you have the power to change. And I'm thinking of this concept that Joe Dispenza talks about, which is along the lines of The sum of your thoughts and your actions make up your personality, which is your personal reality, something like that. So if you are thinking the same things and doing the same things day in, day out, which most of us do, and you are miserable, you need to change your thoughts and your actions in order to change your reality. But how? So I am a proponent of writing And I'm a proponent of taking inventory. This is something I do all the time in recovery, and I've talked about it a few times in past episodes, but there's a saying, a business that doesn't take inventory can't be successful. And I believe the same is true for us. How can we know what is going on beneath the surface if we don't look at it? And how can we change how we feel and how we think if we don't change what we do? I really think action precedes emotion. So, when it comes to habits, routines, behaviors, even thoughts, I recommend doing this simple exercise. So, this is very, very basic, but it can be so powerful. So, I'll use the example of getting healthier. So, get a piece of paper or do this in your notes app and make four columns. The first column, write current. Second column, write future. Third column, write how you feel. And fourth column, right action. By the way, this is just me adapting inventories that I've done in the past to work in this scenario. So I can't really take credit for this idea. But anyway, so say you're wanting to eat healthier in 2024, but you are currently, I will use a past version of myself here, skipping breakfast, then having a bar or smoothie in the afternoon. Then at dinner, you are starving. And so you order something out and it's not that great. For you, and then you are still hungry after that. So you're having a huge dessert, and then it's messing with your sleep, and then you feel like crap the next day, and your energy is all over the place, rinse and repeat. So write your current behavior in column one in detail. Then in column two, write what would you like to do instead that feels manageable to you. So maybe you want to eat a good breakfast. Or maybe you're just not hungry till the afternoon, but you want to have that first meal be something nourishing and satiating so you're not like overdoing it once dinner rolls around and so on. So basically write what your future self would do or what your desired behavior is. And you can break this down. So if in the first column, it's everything that I just listed, you can break it down and do it on individual lines, if that makes sense. Yeah. So write down the current action your desired behavior then in the third column write down how your current habits make you feel so like i said before you have no energy in the morning you crash in the afternoon maybe you're drinking tons of coffee to get through the day and then you feel bad after dinner and then you don't sleep whatever it is and again you can do this line by line then in the final column write the actions that you can take to go from the current habit to the desired habit or the current behavior to the desired behavior so maybe meal prep breakfasts like make 5 chia puddings or 5 overnight oats or 5 protein yogurts or 5 or 10 I like to have 2 when I make these egg cups or whatever it is that you feel like you would be inclined to eat in the morning or like maybe you can meal prep for dinner or just go grocery shopping every Sunday so that you have groceries on hand for meals during the week. Or maybe you like ordering out, which is fine, but you want to focus on eating a real homemade breakfast or lunch. Anyway, you get the idea. Only you know what is manageable to you and what can get you from current to future, from point A to point B. And you can't really know what and how you need to change unless you look at it in black and white. You can think you know in your head, but it's always different. And it's always so much clearer when you can really look at it in specifics and you can look at it and it's concrete. And also when you write it down, the truth comes out. So we can trick ourselves when we are just thinking about something and we can lie to ourselves. And this can go for so many things. I recently was in a situation where I was like, I think I want to do this, but I don't want to do that. And I'm scared that if I do this, then that will happen. But if I don't do that, then maybe this. And I was talking to someone who is essentially a mentor to me. And she said, make a pros and cons list and call me back when you've done that so that we can talk about it in black and white. And I did this list and it was so clear. I didn't really even need to hash it out anymore because Once I got it out of my head and onto paper, I saw the situation for what it was, and my answer was right in front of me. So the same thing applies here. You know, you can think in your head, well, I feel like I'm not really eating the way I want to eat and that it's negatively impacting my life. I'm not eating enough. I'm skipping meals. Maybe it doesn't have to do with food. Maybe it has to do with workouts. Maybe it has to do with your social life. Maybe it has to do with work. Maybe it has to do with sleep, whatever it is, social media, phone boundaries, all of that. You can think that it looks one way in your head, but not until you get it down into paper or notes or however you want to do it on your computer. You're not going to know exactly, like I said, what you need to change. You might not even know exactly how it is impacting you until you really write it down. And then you have actionable things that you can implement into your life that will help you change that behavior. And in turn, change the way you feel. As much as I love a summer vacation, I think there is something so special about winter travel, especially being in LA where we don't get too much variation among the seasons. I absolutely love going somewhere like maybe a cabin, going somewhere in the mountains, cozy vibes. I even love just going to New York or. Paris or something in the winter where yes, it's freezing, but there's just something so magical about it. However, I am a bit of an overpacker to begin with. And when it comes to winter travel, I'm sure you guys can relate. I need bags that can fit a lot. I have so many bulky coats and it just gets really overwhelming but i have to say base really changed the game for me when it came to packing so you guys probably know base was created by actress shay mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags luggage and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram, but they really have thought of everything that you could ever want in a piece of luggage. So their luggage has 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle. It has a built-in weight indicator, which is huge. It has washable bags for your dirty clothes, all the interior pockets you could possibly want to keep organized. And since I'm an overpacker, I swear by the 29 inch large roller. Okay. This is going to fit pretty much everything you need. It has two inches of optional expansion. It has compression straps and flaps. So you get everything in there securely. And the only organizing you will be doing on your trip is finding out where to score the best food. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, I also love the weekender bag. It's super functional. It even has a place to store your shoes separately, which is very essential. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. So whether you are packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, BASED has your personal items covered. And right now, BASE is offering my listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash blonde. Go to basetravel.com slash blonde for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash blonde. I have been getting so many questions lately about my hair and hair care and while I definitely have a multifactorial approach to my hair health, I do have to say that reducing the heat that I have used on my hair made a big difference. So in the past, I would blow dry my hair with a round brush and then I would go over it with a straightener and then I would use a curling iron. But I switched to using the new Curl Secret by Conair and it is Absolutely, my new favorite styling tool for effortless curls. It has helped reduce the heat damage to my hair so much because they have five temperature options on the Curl Secret. And I find that the lower temperatures really work on my hair for just those smooth, effortless waves. I can turn the heat up a little bit if I want to do more of a bouncy 90s blowout. And my hair is still protected because it has a ceramic barrel to protect. hair it also has three preset curl types it has three curl directions so you don't get that uniform pageanty look if that's not what you're going for and if you're thinking that this sounds amazing but you think that you would tangle your hair using this it has anti-tangle technology that keeps hair smooth and protected while styling so definitely check this out it is also going to be your favorite tool it's so easy and you get that effortless curl kind of 90s blowout vibe that is so trendy right now, and you will protect your hair while doing it. So shop Curl Secret by Conair, now available at all major retailers. So let's get into the good, the bad, the specifics. I'm going to walk you through a day starting with my morning routine, and I'll go through morning, food, workouts, Night routine, beauty routines. And then I'm going to talk at the end. I'll take some specific questions from you guys. I'll do a rapid fire, best and worst things that I'm bringing with me to 2024, things I'm leaving behind in 2023, and maybe a few of the biggest lessons that I learned this year. So I usually wake up around six. My body wakes me up at the same time daily, fortunately and unfortunately. Seven is a dream. If I wake up at seven, you guys have probably heard me talk about this before. I feel truly euphoric, but that happens very rarely. So the first thing that I do when I wake up is I drink some water because we wake up dehydrated. Then I drink my AG1 mixed with about eight ounces of water, not a ton of water. And I go outside and I do my 10-minute Wim Hof breath work. It's on YouTube. Just search Wim Hof beginner Breathwork. work. It's really easy and I love it. I have to be honest, I don't do this every single morning. I would say four to five mornings a week, but I always do some variation of this. So I go outside, I do the breathwork. Jim Quick, who was on my podcast, said breathwork is like clearing the cobwebs on our brain in the morning. But for me, I feel like it just energizes me. It kind of resets my nervous system. And plus, I feel like my breathing is probably shallow at night. And to be honest, throughout the day, because I've been having a lot of anxiety lately, so I feel like I am oxygenating my whole body. I don't know if that's a thing, but let's go with it. I just feel like I'm kind of a deflated balloon when I wake up, and I blow that balloon back up when I do the breath work. So aside from that, the most important thing is that natural light on my eyes. First thing this made such a huge difference in my sleep quality. It's actually crazy. We hear experts talk about how important morning sunlight is for our circadian rhythm, but I didn't really believe it was something that I would actually feel until I experienced it. And this is such a simple, free wellness hack that anybody can do, even if it's cloudy, which it often is this time of year in LA where I live. It still works. And I know that some people live in places where it's really cold and you actually have a real winter. I think that you can sit by a window, maybe open the window so that you don't have that glass affecting any of the rays from the sun. I don't know if this is a thing, but I have heard people say that your window should be open. So there are are different ways that you can do this. I think maybe you can also buy a sun lamp, you know, for like seasonal affective disorder that might have some similar effects. I don't know. You would have to look that up. But anyway, so I do that. I do my morning mindfulness things, which are I pray really quickly. I do some readings usually related to recovery. That takes about two minutes. I try to meditate before my brain really turns on. Right now I'm doing mostly TM, Transcendental Meditation. Because it's just so powerful for the mind and body and the nervous system. And it really touches every area of my life. And also so much is revealed to me when my mind and my body are still. That is the biggest thing. And it does take discipline. It is such a simple practice, but it requires discipline. I have to, and this is something that Joe Dispenza talks about too, I have to treat my body. Body like a dog. You know, like I tell myself, Ariel, go sit, stay quiet. (laughs) Like I have to be pretty firm with myself because my mind wants to do so many other things, especially in the morning. I want to get up and hit the ground running. I have monkey brain. I have so many thoughts and ideas about the day. And then when I do the afternoon one, sometimes it's a little bit easier for me because I feel like I've done everything that I felt like I had to do. And I've caught up with everything. And whereas in the morning I'm in kind of reactivity mode, in the afternoon I'm in more proactive. So I don't feel like I have to be like checking my email and catching up on work things as much because I've gotten, like I said, the brunt of it done. So sometimes it's easier in that sense. But in the middle of the day, the last thing that I want to do usually is sit down and sit in silence for 20 minutes. But when I do it, it is profound. So, so profound. So, doing TM, I do still love Joe Dispenza meditations. I do them frequently, but TM is my main meditation. So, if this sounds like a lot, it takes me about 30 minutes start to finish because the breath work is 10 minutes, the meditation is 20, so maybe 35 minutes because of the readings. But again, I wake up early, and by the time I'm done, it's either 6 30 ish if I wake up at six or seven, depending on. Again, when I wake up and when I get started. But at this point, I have primed my mind, my attitude, my nervous system, my body for the day ahead. So if you're wanting to start a meditation or morning practice, but you don't know where to start, or this sounds overwhelming, I would start with one piece. Like the breath work is a really simple and pretty quick easy habit to incorporate. And once you're consistent with that, you can build on it, or you can start with a five-minute meditation, whether you want to sit in silence or, you know, there's so many great apps like Headspace, Insight Timer, uh, Superhuman, where you can really tailor the meditation to whatever you want for that day. I will say I did all the apps and I couldn't get consistent, which is why I did the TM course. It incentivized me to be consistent because I spent four days learning the method. I paid for the course. So that helped me with my willingness, but also I learned how simple it is. And like I said, I had such profound effects from it right from the start. So that was incentive as well. I am admittedly a results girl. What can I say? So I would say my big takeaway from the morning routine, I would say the most impactful thing. I mean, like I said, that breath work is great, but morning light because that is gonna affect your sleep as well. And you guys know that sleep is my number one thing. It is the foundation for my wellness. So if you're not doing that, try getting that morning light. So then I will try to do a lap around the block walking again for that morning light. And just because I'm making a very concerted effort to not be in front of a screen so early in the morning, which is hard because it's when I feel the most creative and have the most energy to do emails and post whatever I need to post and edit videos and all of that. And like I said, I'm kind of in reactive mode, but I also feel that creative flow and I don't fight it too much, but I don't have to be working at six 30 in the morning or seven, like as much as I may feel (laughs) the desire to when I do it, it really messes up the rest of my day. It is much better for my nervous system to do that at eight or nine in the morning and not at six. So quick 15 minute walk. Then I eat breakfast or at least part of my breakfast, which is always plain Kalina coconut yogurt. I love this one because of the consistency. It's very thick. Then I do protein powder, some granola or nuts and seeds and berries. And this is to get protein in within an hour of waking up. As you know, this has been a total game changer for me in so many ways. It is wild. I won't dive too deep into this because you can go back and listen to my last solo episode titled How Protein Changed My Life. Yes, I'm the first person ever to discover protein, but it really helped to stabilize my blood sugar throughout the day. You might remember my fasting glucose was high back in February when I did some testing, and then I was having symptoms of hypoglycemia throughout the day. So that indicated that I was on this blood sugar roller coaster. So it helped with that, which in turn helped my hormones. I have been having a regular period in the last few months, whereas it used to be very sporadic. I'm also doing consistent acupuncture, which I think helped. My appetite is much more contained throughout the day. I am not starving. I'm not crashing from that blood sugar roller coaster and reaching for whatever I can get in that moment. So my body has definitely leaned out really effortlessly. My energy is really stable throughout the day as well. So lots of benefits with this one simple modification. Truly so simple. So that's breakfast. Then I usually do like half of a perfect bar later in the morning if I am hungry, then Lunch is usually leftover dinner, so some veggies, maybe my bone broth rice or sweet potato, whatever protein I made, or I'll make something fresh. Then I always have a Chomps turkey stick in the afternoon. I am addicted. It's a little bit of a problem. I guess it's not a problem, but I mean, I could eat like five of them, but I have one. It's about 10 grams of protein. It has really made a huge difference, too, because instead of reaching for that afternoon smoothie or another bar, or crackers and hummus or something. Nothing wrong with those. But for me, it just was never satiating. So I would be starving by dinner. And the chomps that I like, it's just a pure protein snack that really satisfies that afternoon hunger, especially if I'm working out in the afternoon. And then I'm not starving by dinner because I've really been focusing on protein so far throughout the day. Sometimes I'll do collagen and my matcha. I think I've had some experts on the show who have said that that doesn't count towards your protein, but I feel like it can't hurt. I love Keon aminos. Those do count. So when I focus on protein, and this is something that Rachel's Good Eats, Rachel DeVoe said on my podcast when she came on last spring, when you focus on protein, like you don't have to worry about calories, macros, things like that, because it's really hard to overeat protein. And it's really hard, I find, to overeat in general when you're focusing on protein. So then I'll make dinner around five if I can, which is usually some combination of fish, rice, some other carb, maybe pasta sometimes, and vegetables. So the main takeaway here with eating is to focus on protein. That one is easy. So, so far, I'm going to go through and take like one or two habits from each thing. I would say morning light, most important, then maybe breath work or meditation, whatever. But let's just go with morning light and protein so far. Since I am talking about habits and routines and goals for the new year, let's talk healthy eating. Obviously, this is something that I'm discussing in this episode to begin with, because I know that so many people are looking to revamp their eating habits in the new year, but I think so often we fall short because of a few things. It can be really time consuming to cook fresh meals every day. It can be time consuming and difficult to prepare and go to the grocery store and have all of the ingredients that we need for the week. So we fall back on old habits like ordering out all of our meals or just snacking around meals and not really giving our bodies the nourishment that we need. So a really simple solution for this is hello whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three so you can say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you will like delivered right to your door. Every HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients. Everything comes pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. And even if there are nights where you have barely any time to cook, you can check out HelloFresh's lineup of quick and easy meals, including their 15-minute recipes, which are amazing. So these are designed to help minimize mealtime stress, and they just have so many options. I made a really good salmon the other night, but they also have really great vegan options. So I made a vegan maple carrot power bowl. It was so good. It had turmeric toasted couscous and lemony hummus. So check out the options. They have something for everybody, regardless of what your dietary preferences are. And This is huge. So you guys know that I stress the importance of breakfast and getting protein first thing in the morning. And HelloFresh is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means that you will enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So... That is definitely worth waking up for. You guys know how much eating breakfast and specifically having protein within about an hour of waking up really changed so much for me. So go to hellofresh.com slash blonde free and use the code blonde free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash blonde free with the code blonde free. Check it out and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. If you are juggling a busy winter schedule, Karma Water is your go-to for immune support without the hassle of pills and scoops karma water is a super convenient way to give your body everything it needs because they have this unique push cap which protects vitamins and nutrients until you are ready to drink them in your water ensuring you get the full nutritional benefits this is because the active ingredients found in pre-mixed vitamin drinks and kombuchas diminish sharply over time Whereas with karma water, they are stored in their one-of-a-kind push cap so that the key active ingredients are infused seconds before consumption, ensuring optimal potency. And now Karma Water has new hydration kits to combine everything that I love about the brand's ready-to-drink line of functional waters with an enhanced level of convenience and customization. So each kit comes with a four-week supply of Karma push caps that can be fully customized. So you can get Karma CBD water. They have a great line of probiotic water. I love all of their wellness water flavors. And then you can also get a Karma DPA-free reusable bottle specially designed for its patented push cap. So my go-to is the Orange Mango Wellness Water. I love that flavor so much. They also have a new passion fruit green tea that is really good, but all of the flavors are amazing. So definitely check them out. And like I said, you can customize them according to what you feel like, whether it's CBD, probiotic, or wellness, and you can support your body on the go. So visit drinkkarma.com slash blonde for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. That's D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. So workouts. After a few months off, I am Finally, back into a routine. I have to say, it's much harder this time around than in the past because I feel like my body was so deconditioned and so weak that I'm just so sore after my workouts and I'm sore for longer periods of time, but I know this will pass. I'm being consistent regardless and I'm doing things that help with muscle recovery. So, my workout breakdown currently is like one Pilates class a week, two sessions with Harley, where we do low impact weight and resistance training, but we actually switch it up. So last night we played basketball. I was dying. I guess, sadly, I'm not LeBron. I was sprinting around doing these drills with Harley. Then we would break and go do like upper body or core work for five minutes to bring my heart rate back down and then back to basketball drills and back and forth. So basically doing interval training, but it was really fun. And I think it's so important to do something fun and, stimulating and switch it up throughout the week because when workouts get monotonous, then it just feels like a chore and nobody is going to be motivated to work out when it feels like a chore. And I know myself and when I'm trying to get back into a routine, I just, I have to have things scheduled. So I have to do classes. I have to do training sessions because if I have to find the motivation to do it myself from home, it's going to be difficult to be consistent, at least in the beginning. But I think all it takes really is like doing one class or session a week, maybe let's say two, to feel that motivation to do it on your own. So if you're struggling with consistency, try to do a class, maybe sign up for a challenge online, do something like schedule a workout with a friend every week. There's so many things that you can do to be accountable and it will have a ripple effect and you'll want to continue doing it on your own. I think that whatever we do becomes habitual. So if we are in a workout rut, we're not being active at all. That's going to become the lifestyle and the norm. Same thing with eating, same thing with everything. But conversely, if we are making an effort to be active, to eat healthy, whatever it is, that'll become the lifestyle. It's like Newton's law, right? Objects in motion, stay in motion. Objects at rest, stay at rest. So, one Pilates currently, two training sessions, and then I am not counting steps, but I am making a concerted effort to walk every day beyond just that initial morning walk. I try to go for like a 45 minute to an hour walk as well. And sometimes I go to Harley's and I get on the treadmill in the morning, or I'll do the treadmill at my house and Get like an hour or an hour and a half in as well. Okay, so let's get to my favorite, my nighttime routine. And then I'll do beauty. I'll answer some of your specific questions. I'll give you some hot takes on best and worst and all of that. So my nighttime routine starts at like 6 p.m. if possible. Granted, there are nights during the week that I don't get home until 8:30 or 9 because I have some commitments. But on nights when I don't have anything, I really try to finish work by 5 or 6 and then I cook dinner. This is a very important part of my routine because unless I have the urge to film my cooking, it's time for me to be off my phone and decompress and just be present and do something that I enjoy. I always put on a podcast while I'm cooking and it's just like my relaxing me time. I will say with TikTok, stories, everything. It's hard when it's your job to not Feel like everything could be content, but I'm trying to have pretty good boundaries with that. So I have an early dinner and then I go do my fun things. So I got this sauna blanket that I'm obsessed with. I was doing a regular sauna for so long and I still enjoy that. But I do have to say, the dry air bothers my eyes. I'm like an old lady. And also, you can't really multitask, it's like a whole thing. So the sauna blanket is amazing. The one I got is from Bond Charge. I'm going to try to get a code for you guys. It basically looks like a sleeping bag and I literally put it on my bed and I do it in bed and I do it at about 170 degrees for about 50 minutes while I either read or watch some TV occasionally or when I'm being really extra, I will do the sauna blanket with my LED face and chest masks on, which you can imagine is really a vision. But I love it because I feel like I get a better sweat than I do in a regular sauna because I can tolerate it. Because when I'm in a regular sauna, first of all, my face is in it, my eyes are dry, I feel like I'm breathing in hot air and it's just kind of uncomfortable. So then I have to get out and like take a few breaths of regular air and then I get back in and it's just... Not as enjoyable for me. I feel like this is just really tolerable, really enjoyable. I don't really start sweating until usually the last 15 or so minutes. But by the time I get out, it's like I just took a shower. So you can get an insert to put in it. So you just get inside the insert thing and then you get inside the sauna blanket and then you can just wash it. But I find that it's so easy to just wipe down afterwards with a towel and some water. My sweat doesn't smell or anything. So it's not really that gross. But yeah, I absolutely love this thing. I feel like it helps with muscle recovery after workouts. It's infrared sauna and it helps with detoxing and it's just so relaxing. I sleep really well. I feel like my skin looks better and it's just something that I really look forward to. The only thing is that I have to time it right because I always drink a lot of water after because I sweat so much. And obviously you don't want to do that right before bed. So make sure the timing is right. And if I'm doing the LED mask, I will do skincare before. But since I'm going to shower after the sauna, I usually do my skincare after and I'll get into my beauty routines next but I'll just finish this one out. So then I have my magnesium latte, my Ned magnesium latte. It's just macadamia milk and a scoop of the shut-eye chai. It's so delicious and it's so relaxing and nourishing and I just love the flavor. And it also helps with my sweet tooth, which I don't really have that much anymore. I don't know why. Again, I think it's the protein. You guys know I used to have dessert every night. It was my whole thing. If I'm craving it, I will. But for the most part, I don't. And when I have this, it is semi-sweet and it's just, I don't know, really satisfying to me. So it's definitely helped with my dessert habit as well. So I do my magnesium latte and then I read for about an hour or so. I also love magnesium spray. I use Symbiotica usually on the soles of my feet and I try to go to bed by nine thirty or 10. For me, my morning routine In fact, my entire wellness routine hinges on my nighttime routine. Sleep is the most important thing for me because it affects everything from my mental health, my anxiety to my energy, appetite, clarity, overall functioning. So I can operate on five to six hours of sleep if I need to. But I only do that when I have a party or a concert or I'm doing something really fun. I went to a party this past weekend and it took me two days to recover as you know, I don't even drink. So can you imagine if I was drinking? I feel like I would have week-long hangovers. But I was just like catatonic for two days, I think, because it was on Saturday night. I was so tired from the week leading up to it because things are just so hectic with work right now. And I had kind of a crazy day Saturday to begin with. And then, I don't know, I was in bed the entire day Sunday. I got out of bed three times, let me just tell you. Once to get my acai bowl that I ordered, <laughs> that was one. Second time was I took a shower around two when I finally got out of bed, and then I changed into a fresh robe back into bed. Three, I went down in my robe to make dinner. That was it. Three times. If you didn't listen to my episode with the neurophysiologist, Louisa Nicola, a few weeks ago... Go run and listen to that episode. It's amazing. It's fascinating. But she talks about what happens in our brains and our bodies, not only during sleep in general, but in each stage of sleep, like how our brains cleanse themselves during deep sleep and how REM sleep affects our emotional stability and so much more. It is the most important thing for us. And she said sleep deprivation is considered. I think, six hours or less. So while you may not feel it now, it can affect you later in life when it comes to things like dementia. We were talking about neural inflammation and other degenerative diseases. So the big takeaway from this, obviously, get yo sleep. If you want a New Year's resolution that isn't going to have you eating bland salads or tangled in an elliptical machine, how about smelling better naked? Lumi is a game changing whole body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your armpits, but also private parts and everywhere else that we get odor so no matter where you use it lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind ph-optimized formula and they have over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it and for good reason i love the deodorant I get the unscented, but if I want a scent, I like the toasted coconut. It gives me a little bit of a vacation vibe and it works so well, you guys. So you can make the switch to Lumi and this year will be all about head to toe confidence, no salads required. What I love about Lumi is that, like I said, it was created by an OBGYN because she saw firsthand how normal body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated and people were actually being put on medication for something that they didn't actually need medication for. So Lumi targets the bacteria that causes odor, blocking it all day and controlling it for up to 72 hours. So unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop the odor before it starts. So it's more like a preodorant. And for all my wellness girlies, it is baking soda free and paraben free. Like I said, it's pH balanced. So it is safe for use below the belt. And it's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. So 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of six out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is a zero out of 10. So Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant that you can use anywhere on your body, and two free products of your choice like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. And as a special offer for my listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code BLONDE at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use the code BLONDE. That's L-U-M-E, deodorant.com, and the code is BLONDE. I know with the new year coming up, we are all probably thinking about habits and routines, things that we want to leave behind in 2023 and things that we want to implement in 2024, but it can get a little bit overwhelming knowing where to start. And this is why I like to focus on foundational habits. And one of those foundational habits that I have been doing for years is starting my day with AG1. So I started taking AG1, I believe back in 2018, sometime around then, when I was having gut issues. I actually had a call with the company and I learned that AG1 came to fruition because the founder was having really bad gut issues and was taking hundreds of supplements and nothing was really working. So the first iteration of AG1 was really for gut health. And then since then, they've continuously refined their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So not only does AG1 help with gut optimization, but it really supports your body's universal needs like stress management. It helps with immune support. And I know that you guys appreciate the science. So AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists. It is formulated based on the latest science and research and maintains high quality standards. In fact, it is tested for 950 contaminants. So you can feel good drinking AG1. And AG1 Makes you feel good. I drink it first thing in the morning. I truly have come to crave it. Not only do I love the flavor and the taste, but I love how it makes me feel. I really get just this kind of zip of energy, even though there's no caffeine in it, and this feeling of clarity. And especially in the holiday season when we're probably kind of off of our normal routines, maybe going to events, parties. You can know that you are giving your body everything that it needs first thing or whenever you choose to drink it, and then you can go out and enjoy the holiday season. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Blonde That's drinkag1.com slash Check it out. Okay. Beauty. I will say this kind of became the year of less for me, less Botox, less filler. Not that I did much to begin with. Less fussing over my looks, let's say. And I know what some people are going to say. You're doing the sauna thing. You're doing your 12-step skincare routine. You're doing your LED mask. Well, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I do more natural things, which I am doing. Or if I do Botox or filler or (laughs) surgery, like people are going to have something to say about any of it. But it wasn't really my choice. So I will talk about this. I wasn't going to, but I will. I had a really scary health situation for months that started at the end of the summer, went through the entire fall, and it started the day after getting Botox. So I don't want to share too much about it because I don't want to scare anyone. And I just ultimately don't know what happened. There were other things going on. So who knows? And I do have to say as much as I want to share everything with you guys, I know that some people run to the shit talking and gossip forums and speculate and make things up about me and my life. And some people would be thrilled that something that I elected to do would negatively impact me and While I never, ever, ever read that stuff, I looked at one once at the end of last summer and I was like, whoa, this is crazy town and I don't need this in my head. But just knowing that it's out there and knowing that it happens makes me sometimes feel like I need to protect myself and give and share less. And I know that the vast majority of you guys are not those people. And I'm not going to let those people win. (laughs) Letting them win would be closing up and not sharing. But when I was going through this, I was so just weak physically, but also mentally. And I just didn't want people to have an opportunity to rip on me when I was going through that, I guess. This is a total side note, but I actually will be sharing a lot more personal stuff about my life in a new form coming in 2024. So look out for that for those of you who do actually care and get something from it. But yeah, for about three months, it was really, really bad. For six weeks, I couldn't work. Nobody would have known because I was still posting. But you can see in some of my podcast videos, like I was super, super struggling, the videos that I did, especially in New York in the past fall. But when that happened, I was like, OK, whatever it was, whatever happened, I need to change my approach here to beauty. So obviously, skincare is number one. And yes, I've had procedures over the years and whatnot. But when it comes to beauty and aging and everything, our skin is our canvas. And if our skin is in bad shape, it doesn't matter how much Botox. It doesn't matter how much filler. doesn't matter how many surgeries somebody gets. It's not going to look good, period. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but... You guys know that so many people comment on my skincare videos and they all say, oh, it's Botox and fillers. Well, Botox lasts about two months for me. I haven't gotten it since August and my skin (laughs) looks the same. So Botox is not skincare. Yes, it can help if you get it in your forehead. Your forehead can look smoother. I think that some people have said that it decreases sebum production, so it might help with acne, but I Don't know that you can just inject it all over your face. And, you know, if it did what some people think it did for your skin, like people wouldn't struggle with acne if that was a real solution. But skincare is the most important and the most sustainable thing that we can all do because at a certain point, we're all going to get old and wrinkly regardless. And like I said, you know, the Botox and the filler and the Surgeries and everything are not going to make as much of an impact and nobody wants to be using that as the primary tool to begin with with anti-aging, I don't think. So my skincare routine breakdown is on my website. It truly did change my skin, the plumpness of my skin, the fine lines, the brightness, all of that. I'm also trying to do a monthly facial massage because it really makes a big difference for me. I go to Kosha Spa in L.A. It's truly heaven on earth. And as they say, beauty and aging don't just happen on the skin level. It's muscle. It's fascia, fascia, fascia and bone and everything that is beneath the epidermis. There. Do I sound smart? So I feel like doing monthly massage, including buckle massage, is just so good for all of that. I'm also getting consistent with my gua sha as well. To be totally honest, I don't really see a difference, but I'm trying to be consistent. And for my body, I'm dry brushing almost daily, which I feel like is helping to stimulate my lymphatic system. It's also just really invigorating when I do it in the morning. I feel like my skin is less dry. And then, oh, body skincare. Glycolic acid has been a game changer for me per Dr. Heather Rogers' recommendation from my episode last week. For areas that I felt like were getting kind of creepy, and I was like, oh God, I got to like do the radio frequency microneedling and blast it with lasers and this and that. She was like, no, no, just use glycolic, give it a few days and you'll see. Sure enough, it helped so much. So I'm experimenting with which ones I like best. But so far, I would say number one would be the Tata Harper Resurfacing Body Serum. It's incredible. It's clean. I don't mind slathering my face in chemicals. I know everything is a chemical, but, you know, I don't mind slathering my face in my Jan Marini, which isn't, you know, quote-unquote clean. I know that that is a kind of nebulous term. The main thing that I care about are endocrine disruptors. So, yeah, on my face, it's a pretty small surface area. You guys can tell me otherwise, but, you know, I'm going to take the good with the bad. But on my body, All over my body, I prefer it to be, you know, healthy. So Tata Harper is great. Also, Necessera has a clean one as well. Game changer. And then I will do body oil in the morning. So I love Oak Essentials. I love Necessera. I love the Tata Harper oil. I love May Lindstrom oil. All clean. And I mentioned the LED mask. I've been consistent with it since the summer. I've really noticed a difference in. Pigmentation and overall tone of my skin. So, we love that. I use the Omnilux face and chest panels. And I think that's it for my beauty routines. Am I saying I'm never going to do Botox, filler, surgery down the line if there's something that I feel inclined to do? No. But I am proceeding with caution and I am focusing more on the things that I can do from kind of more of a holistic approach. And Next week, oh my God, next week I have probably my favorite episode, like definitely in the last couple of years with Dr. Tony Yoon. Even if you don't care about plastic surgery, it's not about plastic surgery. He's known as America's holistic plastic surgeon. If you're wondering how does one become a holistic plastic surgeon, I will not give everything away, but he had a patient die. He talks about it in the episode. I really appreciated that because most surgeons would not have the humility to do so. And he talked about how he wanted to change his approach. Instead of having, you know, surgery be the number one goal, he wants it to be kind of the last stop. And he came out with this book that is the holy grail of like everything that you can do from food to Things like fasting to supplements. And he does include some non invasive or less invasive things. He tells you what lasers to use for what. He talks about Botox and fillers. But I mean, every question that you guys ask me on Instagram is answered in this book and in this episode. And he's so fun and, like I said, just candid and a true joy to talk to and to listen to. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I am really kind of focusing on the things that I can control and that I can do within my lifestyle. And then the rest is kind of the cherry on top if and when I feel like I need or want to do it instead of just like doing anything and everything with impunity whenever I feel like it. Okay, now I am going to do some specific questions from Instagram. So I won't totally repeat everything in this, but protein in the morning, how much? So I get about 30 grams of protein in the morning, I would say 20 from protein powder, and then 10 from either collagen in my matcha or taking something like Keon aminos. And then if I do like half a protein bar or a full protein bar, that's about 10 before lunch. So I would say about 40 before lunch is what I aim for. Dermatologist face therapies, which ones and how often? I think this person means like medical beauty interventions. So I did a face and chest Fraxel last week, which I do, I would say like once or twice a year. And that's pretty much it. I already talked about things like Botox, filler, which I really don't do. I do want to get consistent with things like microneedling with PRP, maybe a quarterly laser. Again, things that really work on the canvas and not as many interventions. Start to finish how I healed my hair and helped it grow. Okay. First and foremost, I have a few tape and extensions just in the back of my hair to give it extra length. So I just want to disclose that, but my hair got so, so Healthy and thick after being in the worst shape that it's ever been in last summer, not this past summer, but summer of 2022, when I had the acne all of a sudden. And then I had a lot of hair thinning, especially around like my face. And I would say also kind of along my part as well. I think it was probably stress and hormone related. So it's hard to say what the magic really was, but I would say definitely Nutrifol helped fill in where it was thinning from stress. And then using low heat, that has been huge. Only washing a few times a week, that has probably helped. Also, I use a pre shampoo oil on my ends always before I shower. Also, coloring less. I used to do highlights all the time. Now I try to really, really, really space it out. I love the Vegamore scalp serum. I think that. Paying attention and caring for my scalp made a huge difference in how my hair grows. And then I've been using the Wella Miracle Spray after I shower, which is amazing. And then I think things like Armra have helped my hair. So many people DM'd me when I posted about it and said that their hair grew in so thick since taking it. So that could help. Probably also getting the protein. I think that has probably helped as well because, you know, protein are the building blocks of A lot of things in our bodies. So it's hard to say exactly what, but I think, you know, when it comes to just the hair and just treating the hair, less heat, less color, those products that I mentioned, paying attention to the scalp, the pre shampoo oil really helps because we don't really have to wash the ends of our hair that much. It's really the hair towards the scalp that gets oily and needs to be washed, at least for me. So the pre shampoo oil helps prevent breakage from shampoo. Habits or routines that I want to break. So I definitely mindlessly pick up my phone a million times a day to check emails and notifications, which is completely unnecessary. I don't need to see every email and notification that comes in. I am on do not disturb all the time, but it's just a bad habit that I need to break that I'm sure so many of us have, you know, just mindlessly picking up my phone. I've been leaving my phone in other rooms when I don't need to be on it, which helps, but it's just a bad habit and it really activates my nervous system totally unnecessarily. A bad habit that I managed to break this year and the best habit I started this year. I would say I'm proud that for the most part, I've broken my habit of picking up and checking my phone as soon as I wake up. This is a huge thing. For me, because you guys probably know, like I really struggled with that and I talked about it a lot. And something that really helped me was turning on the grayscale on my phone at night. So when I wake up in the morning, my phone is black and white. I have a TikTok on this from the winter, I think. But you can also Google just how to turn on grayscale on your iPhone if you have an iPhone. But basically, when you turn on the grayscale, your phone is black and white And when you look at it, you just don't get that same dopamine hit that you get when it's in color. Like it's just completely uninteresting. So that really, really helped. And then I would say the best habit that I started would definitely be eating a high protein breakfast and just focusing on protein in general. What do I do when I'm ruminating or overthinking? I call somebody and I ask them how they're doing and I don't talk about myself. This is something that was ingrained in me from early sobriety. And it all comes down to the more I think about you, the less I think about me. Financial habits. Do I do monthly reviews and what do I spend on shopping, etc.? I don't do monthly reviews, but I probably should. But after I had Ramit Sethi on my podcast, I just really loved his philosophy when it came to money. Also, Sally Krachek, you know, this emphasis on investing and not so much budgeting and, you know, skimping on things like lattes and you know setting a strict budget, but just focusing on how much you are saving and investing, mostly investing. So after Ramit's first podcast, I think that we did together, I moved a lot of money into investment accounts and I just auto-transfer a percentage of my monthly income there. And I make a lot. And so I save a lot and invest a lot. If I'm investing, say, I don't know, 60 ish to 70ish percent sometimes I add more if I had a really high income month. So I just transfer a lot into my investment accounts. And then the rest is for me to spend on things that I want to spend them on, like shopping and travel and beauty and things like that. So I don't budget myself because I know that I am investing a big chunk every month. Breaking the habit of sugar cravings and snacking in the evening. I sound like a broken record, but again, meeting my protein needs. So when I am satiated and my blood sugar is stable, I'm just not craving anything really. And if I do feel like something sweet, I'm able to just have a few bites and leave it alone. And then also things like my magnesium drink, that really hits the spot. It's Kind of sweet. It's not overly sweet, but it's something that I really crave, especially when I make it with macadamia milk. So it's kind of like creamy and just really satisfying. And then sometimes if I have a sweet craving, I'll make like ginger tea with honey and the craving goes away. And I would have rolled my eyes at that a few years ago. I never understood tea for dessert people. I was like, you are not human. Like, how can you have tea and no dessert? It just doesn't compute for me. But Now, I really love it. And I don't do it because I want less calories or anything like that, but because I know that if I eat chocolate or something else sweet before bed, it can mess with my sleep. It can mess with my digestion. I really do like to give my body a break from digesting food. So I really try to be mindful of eating, you know, an early dinner and not eating after that. And I don't really intentionally intermittent fast or anything like that. But I do feel so much better if I'm like, done eating around, you know, six. Obviously, there are nights that I go out to dinner and then we have dessert or whatever. It's 1030, you know, YOLO. (laughs) Do people still say that? But for the most part, I try to, you know, just be done after dinner, give my body a nice probably around like 12 to 13, sometimes 14 hour break. What is my least favorite part of my daily routine? (laughs) I wouldn't say it's my least favorite, but my morning routine definitely takes discipline and I just want to be doing work or I want to be checking my phone once I'm awake. And I really have to force myself a lot of days to sit still. And it's an ongoing struggle because I wake up with so much energy and I just want to be off to the races. But once I've done my morning routine, I feel so much better than if I don't do it. If I don't do it, I'm just more reactive. I'm more frazzled throughout the day. You guys know I'm super sensitive. My nervous system doesn't take much for me to go into like fight or flight. So I really have to be mindful of how I start my day. And my morning routine really balances me, but it does not come naturally. So I don't want anybody to think that it does. I don't wake up. I am not one of those people who opens their eyes and they're like, oh, I cannot wait to like go down and do my meditation. And no, I wake up like energetic, ready to Go zero to a hundred, so I really have to train myself to sit there. Okay, best and worst of the year. best was definitely just this new level of confidence and comfort in my skin that I think are a result of a few things. I think coming up on ten years sober and all of the work that I do in my recovery, you know, all I wanted before I got sober was to feel comfortable in my skin and I needed drugs and alcohol to feel that and I definitely felt. Comfortable from pretty early in sobriety, but it really changed this year. And I also think some of that is age. And I think some of that is feeling confident in where I am in my career and some of the successes that I've had personal wins and success and recognizing things. And, you know, it's so cheesy, but like there's that saying, you used to pray for the things that you have now. I can completely miss them if I don't. I don't know, like if I'm not mindful. And again, it comes back to that morning meditation. I was doing my meditation yesterday morning. I went into it thinking about all the things I had to do and oh my God, I'm so stressed and this time of year and this and that, and things aren't how I want them to be. And then, you know, I just was able in that meditation to recognize like, wow, first of all, all of this work stress and everything, that's a good thing. <laughs> Way better than the alternative, you know. Like. When nobody wants to work with me, like that is when it's time to be stressed and just certain things happening in my life that I would not have ever believed. I couldn't even fathom, you know, 10 years ago and prior to getting sober. So really important to recognize those things. So I think that that has definitely contributed to it. And, you know, I really just stopped caring for the most part what anybody thinks about me this year. Obviously, when things are hard, I get more sensitive. Like the last You know, I'm kind of on the other side of it, hopefully. But the beginning of the fall when I was really struggling, like I just was super fragile. And I think it's just so important to remember, like you never know what people are going through and to be nice. But that's a whole other topic that I've probably talked about in my last solo episode. So anyway, I just feel really good about where I am in my life and my career, despite things not being exactly how I would want them to look right now but I have to recognize how far I've come and all of the good that comes with the bad, that's life. Life gets lifey, life is lifing, life is in session. You know, It's not all good. If it was all good, it would be boring. So the worst of the year I would say is definitely what I went through in the fall, but I'm not gonna get back into that. So I will leave it there. The biggest lesson that I got from the year was, I think that even when I feel like I'm not okay, I'm okay. It isn't always the okay that I want it to be. Things are not always going to look and feel the way that I want them to look and feel. But who am I to judge if what is happening is good or bad? I think that this is kind of a stoic principle, a principle of stoicism, but also recovery. Like, how do I know that what I went through this fall didn't save me from something else? You know, my life went completely on hold and... I was supposed to be doing all these things this fall. And, like, just who knows, not in a morbid way, but just I don't know, like, if God, the universe, whatever, was putting me through this to save me from something else. Like, how do I know that what I went through didn't happen so that I might be saved from something else in the future? Because it changed my outlook and my perspective. So I had to. Dive like so deep into my recovery practices in the last many months to feel any kind of relief from the fear, the rumination, and all of that. So, how do I know that that wasn't like the greatest gift that I received that I didn't even know that I needed? And I heard somebody say recently that instead of being in fear and panicking and being like, why is this happening to me? To change the tone of my or your or our self talk into one of curiosity. So instead of like, why is this happening? And just resisting to, hmm, why is this happening? (laughs) Like, just be open and curious and non-judgmental. It's so much easier said than done, but it's also so profound when you can put it into practice. So I guess 2024, I don't really have any resolutions yet. I'm going to sit down and do some writing and some intentions and things like that, but I am going to remain open and curious, and I hope that you guys do too. Thank you so much for all of your support this year. I cannot wait for 2024 live shows. Look out for that. Oh, some big news for the podcast. Like I said, some new ways that you can get more personal content. So it's going to be amazing. And I cannot wait. And I just appreciate you guys so much. So happy new year. I'll talk to you in January.